So here's part two of me and Fuzzy's conversation. Check it out. There's two things I kind of regret not doing. It was an opportunity where um, I was working with like, um, and, I, and I, when I say these names, I'm not dropping names like the stump, but Listen, it's like it was my yeah, reality. It ain't the best thing. So in my early, it's like 20s, a real thing. Yeah. Like so in my, in my early twenties, I was fortunate to work around. Uh, it was a guy, a manager named Robert Terrell, mm -hmm. and the uh, he worked with a lot of the up, like o o older black. Like James Ingram was a client, okay. so I was around James Ingram. That's how I okay. met Ricky Minor and Ricky Lawson, those guys. Right. And, the people you know, my daddy used to talk about. Yeah, so I, just, I was around those music. I didn't realize I was like those musicians were dope. So Ricky Minor was working on, with James Ingram in the group, then in the band. Then he was uh, getting ready to work with Whitney Houston. So I did Whitney Houston rehearsals and all this. So River Terrell had Tony Tony Tony. This is when they just dropped the revival album. Okay. Feels good as crack. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Is it feel okay? Yeah. Feels good as cracking on the radio. So I'm a fan. I'm like, I know Tony, Tony, Tony. Right, 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 right. So he comes. He calls me one day. And he goes, Hey man, you got a passport? I said, Nah. He said, Go and start working on your passport. I may need you to go to Japan. I said, Alright. So I just did it. Right. I'm like, my mom was like, Boy, you should. I've been telling you to get a passport. You should always have a passport. <laughs> now she fussing. Right, right, so now right. she. Now I'm rushing. Like I need to get this passport. Got right, the passport. Like right. I, you know. And then my mom was like, you should always have, you should have had one anyway. So then he goes, okay, this is what I need you to do. Tony, 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 you got a couple of shows in Japan. I need you to be the uh, tour manager, take them there to Japan, do the tour manager and be sound man, and come back. I'm like, whoa, 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 Right. Bruh, I've never been out of the country. So this is, this is me at 23, like, huh? 23? 21. I was probably younger than that because it was younger than that. I'm oh, like, my God. I'm like, what? What you mean? Take them to Japan? He like, you can do it. Is this itinerary? Just follow itinerary. I'm like, I don't know how to get from the airport to the hotel. Like, I was worried about the wrong stuff. Right. And I'm like, Tony, Tony, Tony's a big deal to me. Right. It was a big group, and they was like, they didn't have no tour manager at the time to go to to Japan. And I and I told him I'm like, nah. So who said this to you? Who who this said? Guy you? named Rupert Terrell. Oh, the, the guy that was married. He's like he believed in me. He's like that's what I was about to say. That's saying a lot. Yeah, like he asked me. He said so much. And I'm like, fool. He was he he knew you could do it. He knew you could do it. And I'm like, dang it. And I didn't believe in myself, man. Some he so saw you something didn't in go. me. Didn't go. I told him no. I didn't want it because I was afraid of failing. Oh, I felt it. It felt like it was such a big. Yes, because you go. I can't. I mean, what if I get over there and mess it up? What? Like I've done that before. Overthought like, it. Overthought. Not not knowing there would have been time for me to be at the rehearsal with the guys, get a chance to know them, build some rapport, and we gone. Yeah. That could have changed. I know, and I mean it's a it's a good lesson. Like just for me yeah. listening to it, because I do I put a lot like oh God I can't mess that up now if it's them you know they'll yeah. But, but then the opposite is something else. So I'll tell you the second one I okay earlier in that one. So I actually had. One, I loved being a sound man, but I was always intrigued by a recording engineer. Okay. So I loved being in recording studios. I used to love the way certain albums used to pan left and right, like all the stereophonic stuff. Like right. I loved all that. Right. So okay. I'm like, I want to be an engineer. I want to be a recording engineer. I can do that too. If I already do sound, a lot of sound, I can do that. Right. So I did actually, out of high school, I did go to school for recording engineer, right? Okay. But then my mom had a, uh, she had a account, she worked at, uh, Wells Fargo or, or Cal Fair back in the day. Mm -hmm. She had a uh, account. She was over to one of the accounts from a recording studio. It was a real big one in Hollywood. I forgot the name okay. of the studio. Okay. But she set me up with the owner. She had my son's in the recording. You, you should. He's like, yeah. He can work at the studio. I'm like, ooh. 
<laughs> so when he said, I met with him and he said, I need a gopher. Mm-hmm. I said, a gopher? Right. I said, what's a gopher? He said, yeah, I need somebody to run against food and clean up the bathroom. I'm like, bro, listen, I'm already working with. <laughs> I'm like, Don't listen, you, I'm, I work with Whitney Houston. I'm <laughs> right. like, you know, I'm right, like, I'm, right. I toured the like, far side. <laughs> yeah, I'm, this is cleaning toilets is beneath me. Right. That's how I had that. Right. Like, I'm already right. popping. Right. 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 I just want to learn how to work that thing in there. Yes, this other stuff you're talking about. Not knowing that Negro pay your dues. That's what everybody do as a recording engineer to pay dues and recording studio. I didn't know. I was like, I'm like, uh. As I got older, I'm like, oh, everybody does this. You'd be like, I wish you would have told me like everybody. He said, take out the trash and clean the toilets. Was I, I saw all I heard was like, oh, now you like, I'm a janitor? <laughs> I, I, Wait a minute. And I told exactly. I said, I said, I, said I thought my mama told you I wanted to be an engineer. He's like, I know. You don't learn. <laughs> my mama said that. Yeah. He's like, how am I gonna learn from that? If I'm out there, man, I told like, ah, I'm not interested. I'm out. <laughs> That's probably the same thing. I ain't no need me lying. But it was like, but it was a great. He's like, you know, all kind of people come here to record, and we 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 do a voiceovers for Animaniacs. He was just doing all like he was naming them. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But you want me to clean toilets, my G? Like, like, oh, we not gonna. But <laughs> oh, I like, and I was like, dummy. He was wisdom now says, wisdom now like, says, just humble yourself have. and just. I know. But no one, he didn't. But he didn't say, this is how you know. He's like, oh, okay, no problem. I left we'll out of there. That. Like, I got a gig. At phone like, I'm gonna. Like, dang, that is. Oh God, this but, is so. But you get it though, like I do. And I'm like, oh, you nut. Same, those are two things I kind of like licking myself and kick myself in the butt. But everything works out. Again. But you know what? I do think that it's another reason. For the podcast, because you know every generation, like these kids today, you know that's what they said about my kids. That's what I feel like I'm saying about. I say it all kids. the time. You talking about? I'm 47 years old. I get it. My, like these kids, you know what I mean? But they want to get paid like quickly, and I'm like, did I want to? At one point, like for the most part, I wasn't really thinking about the money part. I didn't start thinking about like, yeah. wanting all of that stuff until I was like. It's far funny. into it and I'm like oh okay so I can get this now and I can do that it's you funny I tell when I speak to the kids I, I, I like I speak at this uh, Cal State Dominguez I speak every year there and it, they always look at me when I said I said listen the money will come they're looking at me like how like how and I'm like trust me if you really about what you want to be about the money will come yeah. I said don't make it about money now because you'll it's not genuine it's not like and when it drives you you're willing to it's a moving target so you just gonna chase the money wherever they go. Oh, I go over there with this, okay. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't like that feel. I don't think that money is a big. I mean, I got to. Eat money it. is, yeah. But I don't think it's a big. I it should be the focus. It's not. It's because like, when you start chasing the money, I think you may get led down the wrong path. Yeah. And some, I think it's. I mean, and I could be wrong. I think it's easier to get led down the wrong path because of when you're a woman. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah, just ain't no good. When I say, but, just kinda... if they really, believe, if somebody believe in you, then you get paid with your worth. You know your worth, and everything will start coming together. Like you know. Yeah. So, but I can say that now because I'm so deep in the game. But it's like, I still feel like I still feel like I'm an intern. I feel like I still feel like I'm hungry. Like you, I learn something new every day. Like around my office, me and Ricky got this thing on like. When Ricky and I started dating, mm-hmm. she asked me what's next. Like I was doing radio, I went back to radio. Mm-hmm. Don't get there. And she asked, "What's next?" I'm like, "I really miss doing some of the stuff on the record label side. I like being around the music. I miss traveling." And then mm-hmm. two weeks later, I got the job offer to come back to Capitol. So I put it out there. 
That's what I'm saying. So even on my sign above my door, I got what's next. I got what's next. Like yeah. I still have signs around just to always keep me thinking. That is like either what's next here at work, what's next here when I go home. Like you know, yeah. you got I, I, you got to think like bigger. Yeah, you do. You have to always and I'm and I think it's it's this is I'm learning a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just listening. So, what do you think the difference is between now, before the pop artist, and meaning, do you think there's, so the artists that you see back in the day that hadn't really popped off yet, and yeah. the artists that you see now that come through these buildings, buildings that haven't really popped yet, what, you, is there a different di- yeah, it's, it's, difference? Do you see a difference in the, how they move and what their social thought process? Social media then fast-tracked a lot of people, <laughs> which... It's like it's it's good promotion, mm-hmm. so it's almost like cheating, but it ain't cheating. Um, when I say that, I mean like take back not to sound like an old geezer, but <laughs> '90s and early '20s, like you know we were still mailing CDs out, and now you can just mail it, you know, email an MP3 or a file or a zip file, like it's right there. So right. now it's like I wish I had this technology in the '90s because I would have probably moved a little different. Absolutely. But, you know, um, you had to really work hard. Not to say you don't have to work hard now, because you yeah. still got to work hard. It's yeah, still yeah. It's a different kind of grind. Different kind of, yeah, different but kind of. you have to, I think now you have to be more creative than what you were in the 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. When I say creative, because it's like, you only see so many big butt and big boobs. What? On it's Instagram. Like then what are you doing to cut through? What are you, yes. like, uh, Rance posted something about Luther Vandross was talking and he said he said you gotta be original and he said what What? What I sound like he said when you hear Aretha Franklin sing you know that's Aretha Franklin when you hear Whitney Houston sing this Whitney Houston, like he said when you hear me sing you know it's Luther Vandross he said but what is gonna make you sound di- what's gonna separate you from everybody else cause it gotta be, be something you gotta be original so now I, I thought about that I was like that's so true even with the even with the rap cadence and stuff you hear today, it all sound like I don't know what artist that is until you look at your computer screen yeah. or your or your or your on the radio. You're like, yes. oh, that song. So I thought that was so and so. Because I don't never know. I be like, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it's like I say, but you're like, dang, you don't want to sound like the old dude. But you be like, there used to be, there used to be different production. There used to be different crews. Like Timberland sound was different from Pete Rock sound, and and the then you remember sounds were from, also regional. Right. Like West Atlanta Coast had a sound, the West yeah. Coast had a different. Everybody had right. like a did. Now it kind of like it's all, it's all one blend. Yeah. yeah, I kind of missed the separation. Like I really, one of my favorite labels is Death Death Row Records. <laughs> like even though it's nutty and gang banged yes, out that way, musically, listen. musically, Death Row changed the game on a lot. A lot of levels. And not to take away what Bad Boy was doing. No, not at all. Because you Man, can't. Bad Boy was kicking butt too, but I'm like. I felt like, I, you know, I'm from Compton. I'm from the West Coast. So I was like, when I kept on hearing, they kept coming, coming, coming. Dr. Dre coming. They just, Dog they just coming. coming so hard. I'm like, like, oh, my cause God. Because I love, I posted this thing on Instagram the other day. I'm like a, a stay-at-home mom artist. Yeah. But I, I love me some L.A. rap. I love it's L.A. rap. It's the aggression of it and the, the music. It's like it was so music. I didn't realize it was so musical. Yeah. Like what Dre was doing was the very. Traps. Like yeah, they always got DJ Quick, Battle Cat, all them. All like, of them. I even one. Yes. But DJ a, Quick, no, Battle Cat did a remix for one of my songs when I was on Priority, and I was just like, I got me some. You got some Battle Cat. Yes. Like, yeah. he's just, all of them are just, it but was then, a very distinct. Yeah, very distinctive, but then, sound. 
one of my favorite group rap rap groups of all time is Tribe Called Quest. See, that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying like it's two different, different, two different things, two but different still things. bomb, still yeah. fire. Um, Nipsey. Yep, Nipsey Hussle. What, what separate? Because so I, I what's crazy is that I just when that stuff happened with him. Yep. I was jacked up as if. We talked every day. I just, it, I took it very felt, personal. No, it was different. It was, I felt that one was different. It, yeah, it, I took it real. Only personal. reason because I, I, I say this, I know, I knew Nipsey. I know like oh. how he moved in the streets and how he moved as an artist, as he moved as an entrepreneur, as he moved as a father, as he, like he was just a solid dude, stand up dude. When I say stand up, like. Call him, pick up. What's up? What's up, bud? I mean, your name right. was Pull up to the what? Like that. Right. Anytime I called, picked or whatever. I just knew he was about something. Right. He was doing it for his community. Um. Like he took his time with the music on the indie side. I saw the grind on that. When he got his deal with Atlantic Records, like we was all happy. Like you yeah, know. Yeah. Like we. You rooting for him. You rooting you for him. You rooting for him. And he never, like he knew he was from the '60s, rolling '60s. Rolling right. 60s Crip, but he didn't make it, throw it in your face where it was ignorant gangbang music. Exactly. And he always, like, I, I seen an interview with him and he like, look, this is what it is. It is. That's why like, that's my I'm neighborhood. I'm not tripping on you like this. I love, like, yeah, I he loved his neighborhood. And he but loved- you listen to his Victory Lap album, his last album, he was always empowering, talking about entrepreneurship, property. Like, he was still talking street stuff, but talking about how to get to the next level. Like, yeah. Yeah, like he's a, he's a, he was he was he was a real one. Then like the stuff I sell behind the scenes, like always having a book, always you know what you reading there? I'm reading so and so. You should read that. It's a good book. Always reading. And it's just so it's very much yeah. I took it and 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 how you got taken out was a sucker move too. That was so. oh I just it's just, it was just so you felt just you hard. felt you felt for the family, you felt for him. Like that was a, that was and he got he someone laid him down at his own. Spot like this, you know the story this is, with this. You live in this area, you know, fool. like I weak this. Thing. And he could like when they was like, why didn't he have security? Like, nah, Nip would be. I would pull up at a car wash on Crenshaw. We used to get <laughs> our car wash on uh, on 54, 54th and Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. And I'll be there washing my get my car wash, and next thing I know, Nip would be there, and we just chopping up like because I was staying in Inglewood back then. Right. But I'm like, that's kind of dude he was. He he knew the neighborhood. He would just be cool. Like he would just be out. Yeah. No static. Like, he ain't no you know. static. Cause he and the thing about him is, I felt like he was just very respectful. Like, listen, super this is what I, Like, I'm not. I ain't, ain't no static. I'm just doing what I do. No, super respectful, just, dude. Yeah, like a, super yeah. So super. that so that um so you had you had a firsthand oh yeah dealings with him and that 100%. was just, and it's and he's a young guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, it speaks to. Who you are in the industry? Like I had Nip perform when I was in back in radio. Like I did a, I wanted to do a birthday party. I wanted a super West Coast birthday party. Okay. So I, dog was available. I got dog to headline. I got dog pound to, to perform. <laughs> I got quick to perform. West Coast. Super West Coast. I got Nip to perform. So like this is when early Nip. This is early. Young tender Nip. Yeah. My brother and my like one wearing one go chain Nip. Yeah. <laughs> I posted on Instagram like yeah. I said this, this was, Nip did this back in two thousand two for me. Just but this pulled up. Steady. Yeah, but that was me hard. always having a good relationship with everybody. Like I can never like on the radio side. I can I know we jumped around, but I can no, never. I, 
I could never promise I can help you get on the radio, but I wanted to make sure I knew who you were and you know who I was. So when it came time, when you had a radio record or a hit, like, it ain't no, I'm just introducing myself. Especially right. in my own backyard. You're right. not going to do that in L.A. Right. So yeah. I always try to be cool with a lot of the, the locals and whoever. Right. And still am to this day, like, but I just always was, he was, I saw him grinding. That's dope. Oh, that's dope. That you were able to witness it for real, for real. Oh, yeah. Not I just, from the you know, like everybody's like, dang, he, you know, I, I'm just, just really super dope. Yeah. Super duper dope. No, but Nip, Nip was a solid dude. And and what the, the outpouring of what, what people saw was they knew, they felt him moving. Like Tupac talked, Tupac talked like uh, the militant and, and the positive community stuff, but you saw Nip talking it and walking it. And walking it, yeah. I, he. I was. I mean, I was super inspired when all of this. And I was looking at the the funeral and the yeah. watching all that. I was like, Oh my God, I ain't doing enough. I need to. I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I gotta go. I, it do makes something. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he, you got like. He had thirty something doing this. Doing it yeah. like that. That that. So I'm, my husband, same thing. Like, okay, what we, we what we buying? You know what I'm saying? Because he's in the real estate industry and he's done some major stuff. My husband has, but. It is it a, it's is, a wake up call. It's a wake up call. It's a wake up call. It's a wake up like call. I need to be doing something bigger. Yeah, bigger. With whatever message I have. Yeah, and you got the capacity. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We have, it's just mm -hmm. so that's that was dope. That's, yep, yep, he didn't yep, die yep. for not. You know what I mean? Like nah. in a way, but in on another way, it, it was inspiring. So, what advice you got for people that are getting in the game? It don't even have to be in the music business. Just in general. I, I just, don't just don't be afraid to try anything you want to do. Don't be afraid to to do it don't be afraid to go after it don't be afraid to like I think fear really holds people back mm -hmm. and you really like not to say cocky but you gotta have this real you gotta go out there with an attitude like I can do this and you gotta put the work in though like like you know how you wanna lose weight you gotta work out and eat right <laughs> Right. You gotta. That's the right. same kind of energy you need so, to have with right. whatever you're trying to do, be it hobby or work related. And just like, don't be I thank God that I'm in a position, or we're in a position that we're in a entertainment thing. Like, I feel like everybody want to be in front of the, the spotlight. Right. I want to be behind the spotlight, calling shots. Because I feel like even with, I think there's songwriters that make more money than the artists they wrote. What? So I think a lot of people. Right. So like, a lot of people. <laughs> like, don't yeah. realize that songwriting and pu that publishing game is a, is a, it's beast. a beast. Some people really eating. I'm a living witness. Yeah. One hit song can change. Can change John Legend, one hit song changes the right. And because speaking of that, like the Whitney stuff, it that one thing changed everything. Absolutely. For me. It's like whether it be from a financial standpoint, whether it be from the doors that people let me in, I got to keep myself in there. But it just one thing one just thing. changed everything. Yeah. So. That's the, the fear thing. I yeah, but I, I, I tell people like keep keep chipping at it, keep knocking at it, like keep doing it. Like right. don't like it's been times where I know I want to do some side hustle stuff. When I say side hustle, I mean like another music project or something. And I'll let one thing discourage me, and I'll be off of it. And I'm like, well, I tried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've been a victim of that. I've been a victim. <coughs> like, been a victim of that. it's been times where I was really, I still own it, but I, I like, I was really in in, in two thousand two thousand something. I was want to do. Um, I love jazz, uh -huh. but my jazz, I love fusion jazz. I love that right. aggressive. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So I had the bright idea of uh, 
getting George Duke and Stanley Clark together because they Duke and Clark used to do projects together. Okay. And I'm like, it'll be dope if they did uh, a jazz project over the hip hop stuff with hip hop producers, right? Okay. So I'm like, I knew George Duke because I, you know, see him out, just mm-hmm. just you mm-hmm. know, see him. Right. I knew him, and I was like, let me call George Duke and see what he's talking about. And he was with it. I'm like, what about Stanley Clark? See, man, I ain't seen Stanley Clark in five, six years. And so I got them back together to start talking. So I'm like, all right, cool, let's start talking. So I knew Battle Cat. At the time, JD was alive. I was talking to Jay Dilla. Um, oh, yeah, I just read about him. So I was doing all the, like, Pete Rock, Jay Dilla's, uh, DJ Quick, Battle Cat. We were, I was like, all the people I was cool with, producer-wise, like, had a relationship with them, but didn't, never had a chance to do real business with them. I'm like... Would y'all be down? They're like, yeah, yeah, we'd be down. Battle Cat met him, met him and all this. And um, I had a, this at a time when um, Hidden Beach was cracking. Ooh. So I'm like, oh, they got it Jill Scott. I'm like, oh, they got Jill Scott. They got that earthy feel. They know how to do right. the hip, young, cool right. stuff. I'm like, right. I'm going to be on that label with this project. Right. So I met with Steve McKee. I set up the meeting. Didn't know who Steve McKee. I didn't know when he was a big time, you know. So. How old were you? Mm, you in 20s still or you were little? I was in my 30s. Okay. Early 30s because I just had a kid. Okay. So, set it up like, all right, let's run this. Let's, let's do this. So, Steve McKeever fanned out on, uh, he, he was like, damn, I got Stanley Clark and George Duke in my office. Like, I was like, all right, I got this. I got it. It's <laughs> done deal. Right. But then the money wasn't right for what I thought wasn't for the project. It wasn't. It was, it was low because I'm like, I want to bring on like multiple producers. Right. Like, how are we going to do it with Because I loved what Miles Davis had did with Easy Mo B. He had, uh, right. Easy Mo B had produced a whole album with Miles Davis right. playing over his Easy Mo B beats. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to create uh, that. Right, right, right. I want to do that. Anyway. Right. So that's where it was, it, was, it was sitting on that kind of skeleton. So then when we didn't get the money right, I'm like, ah, forget it. And I could kick myself in the butt because I was like, and Battle Cat, I respect the Battle Cat. He was like, Fuzzy, I told you you should just did it independently. I'm like, no, nah, I want to be on Hidden Beat. That's, that's all I'm looking at. I want to be on Hidden Beat. This is what I said I'm going to do, and I want to stay. And we should have just did it. We should have just went and cut the records. and So that's I was like, eh. I let that one little low offer trick off, not knowing I could have used it as a bidding war and all I that. Not, listen, I, but I, because I'm, I'm, my husband's like, I'll come up with stuff. And he was like, so what you, like, I don't know. I could, I mean, that just, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Like now, like you gonna have to, you know, it just, it just, I get it, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you drop, you drop the ball on your own stuff, didn't have to. Yeah, right, and then you see somebody else doing it, like they uh, right there, what they doing? I just came up with that a while ago, but now they, I could have did that. I could have did that. Yeah, so I think, you know, even today, like I wish I just had, you know, I wish I, I, I could have followed through on a couple of things, like just ideas. It's nothing wrong to, it like it's nothing wrong to think big. You just gotta. Put it out there in the universe and say it out loud, and and you'd be surprised what comes in, what comes to fruition. You know what I'm saying? Right, like this. I'm blessed that people still look at me on at a certain level, but I'm like, I'm just fuzzy. Like when I say I'm just fuzzy, I mean like, I still think of myself as young fuzzy, like rolling around in the central back in the day with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's because we see ourselves from the inside out. Yeah, dude. I and hate, people but you know, it's funny. I don't like see- talking about myself. Like I don't either. You have to really, it had to be stuff like this. You're like, I didn't know that. I didn't know. 
Because I, I I know people that just brag too damn much. I'm like, bro, I heard this story. I get <laughs> you it. You already told me that. Right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, then sometimes I tell people stuff, they're like, why you never said it? I'm like, I just. I did have They know, I'm like, I'm, what does it come up to like, yeah, I met Michael Jackson. I'm so like, glad you said, like, why are you didn't tell me that? Like, when is it ever a good time? Like, hey, you yeah. know what? You know who I know? Like, like, Michael Jackson was a big deal. Like, I, I knew that was a big deal. Yes, of course. But when do you bring that up? Yeah, that's what I said. I got a picture. Like, I had, like, if I said I met Michael Jackson, like, yeah, okay. Now like, that right there, that opportunity, I probably would have missed that. Really? The picture? I would have missed the picture. Nah, listen, so the funny story, so I, we're talking about this, uh, is a picture. I have a big ass picture of me and Michael Jackson. So it was a moment where I was having a conversation, like I said, a relationship. Will I am and I were just talking on the phone. Right. I said, well, well you know, I'll keep it. I said, what's up with what you? What you doing? It's, I'm working on doing these remixes for Michael Jackson. <laughs> I said, shut up, for real? He said, yeah, like it's a bunch of us, me, Kanye, Akon, it was all working on this remix project. Right. I said, that's dope. I said, man, if you see Michael Jackson, tell him he need to come and do morning radio. Right, okay. Because I was producing the show, like I was helping get asked, me, right. you know what I'm saying? So I was, trying, I was trying to get Michael Jackson to come and do a morning show interview with Big Boy. Right. Because I said, hey, Will, Michael Jackson ain't did nothing in a long time. Ain't nobody don't know who Michael Jackson. I, just, I was making up stuff. I'm like, right. everybody knows. He said, oh, that's a good idea for this project, so we should have Michael Jackson come and do morning show radio. He said, oh, you should ask me yourself. I'm like, what? He called me back and goes, yo, Mike can meet with y'all tomorrow. This is Saturday. I'm like, man, Big just coming back from vacation. We got to fly up on a Sunday. So I called Big. He just landed. I said, man, you want to meet Michael Jackson tomorrow? He said, what? I said, I'm booking the tickets. So I booked the tickets from here to Vegas. He was, he was in Vegas. Uh-huh. So, uh, Fly for to Vegas for one day just to go meet Michael Jackson. So I'm like, all right. Before I left LA, I'm like, <laughs> do I want to go to the store and buy a Thriller CD or off the wall CD so I can get an autograph, or do I take this digital camera and just make sure I have a charged battery and a new disc, right. like so I don't want no problems with no corruption, no right. nothing. I don't want no issues. No issues. So I said, I'm just. I'll just take the camera and hope that he be able to take a photo. This is before Instagram and all this crap. Yes. So we go to, uh, is it Palms? Palms has a recording studio in Palms. Yes, yes. Uh-huh, they do. So that's where we were meeting Michael Jackson at, at the Palms Hotel at the recording studio. Didn't know there was a recording studio in there. So we get there, Will I Am greet us, and, and we're like waiting for Michael Jackson. Big Boy left to go to the restroom, then I swear, Soon as Big Boy left, Michael Jackson seemed like he came out of a doggone wall or a panel or something. <laughs> he just came with like it was him in blanket. I'm like, oh, this is real. <laughs> oh my god. So we just like, damn. Like where you like? Yeah, it's like. Yeah. I'm like, it's Michael Jackson, dude. This is Michael Jackson's in this. I'm in the same with Michael Jackson. Oh my god. And I've seen a lot and worked with a lot of people, and I'm like. But there's just certain people you just be like, nigga, this is Michael Jackson. Real talk. Life's face, curly Jerry Curl, <laughs> little jacket, Michael Jackson. I'm like, oh man. I'm, oh my God. How tall was he? Mike was uh, probably five, eight, five, nine. Five, I mean, he, had, eight, he had good size to him. Okay. Like, not, not, like, you can tell he had some size, like, strong. Right. So <clears throat> he walks in, soft spoken, glad to right. meet you. So now we're listening to music and. I said my two cents about what I liked and didn't like, and he said what he was saying. But now we're going over music. We're having a good time. Big boy making him laugh. We chopping right. it up for like an hour and some I'm change. I'm thinking Michael Jackson was laughing. 
Yeah, we 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 having a good old time with Michael right. Jackson. I'm talking about like if you had the ideal setting to have a one on one with the I. That was it. Yeah. And then we could have spent more time with Michael Jackson, but damn it, Will I Am had to go do something with Yoko Ono, and and we had to leave. I'm like, I'm, I kind of want to do like, Mike, don't you want to go eat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know they got some good, like... Like, you talking about fan out? I was about to fan out. Oh, I would have lost it. So then we wrapping up. And he's like, okay, well, y'all got to leave. Okay, no problem. We saying our goodbyes. I said, Mike, do you mind taking a picture? He says, not at all. Like, we went into a photo shoot. Like, okay, nigga. <laughs> I'm like, I want to pick a picture right here by the SSL board. I want to, like, big, then big, the funniest crap ever. Big goes, Mike, you want to take a picture? He said, yeah, I'll take a picture. So Big handed him the digital camera. And he said, take a picture of us. So Mike is looking at the camera like, oh, okay, oh. Like, <laughs> like ain't nobody ever asked me to do that. Like, man, and he started laughing hysterically. Like, he didn't know, like, no, no, take a picture of us. He said, take a picture, take a picture of us. So oh me, Will, I am, and Big were like, he said, oh, okay, oh. He starts laughing all I'm like, oh, dude, this is hilarious. That is so dope. Yeah, man. It was a good moment. Like, you can tell how uber rich and uber... I want to say disconnected. Like this is when Soldier Boy was cracking. Like the mm-hmm. Soldier Boy dance, right? Like the mm-hmm. Superman mm-hmm. zoom. Right. Like he's like, well, what is this dance? I keep hearing people doing. I'm like, what are you talking, Soldier Boy? You like, like everybody know that dance? He's like, no, show me. Like I keep hearing about it. Will I am start doing it? He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, dog, dude, just thing. He just was beyond. Didn't but like, didn't understand. Big boy used to be big. Like, he, like we didn't see you didn't see the billboards around LA. Like, no. Like, man, bro, big boy used to be over five hundred pounds. He like, how did you get so big? And big was like, Mike, it wasn't because I was eating fruits and veggies. <laughs> like, you know, it's not an organic situation. Right. So he was cracking up. I'm like, just like cool, being cool human. than a Mickey Ficky. Like. Cool dude. Like, oh when you saw all the stuff that happened, like, I'm like, I don't know if he did it. Like, I understand, oh, like, it's a touchy subject, but I'm like. It is, but. <clears throat> I, I think he just was a, he just missed his childhood. And I, but I'm just saying, when I when I go to that part, I'm just saying, I saw how he was with his son. Yeah. I saw how he was acting with Blanket, like, sit down, Blanket, stop, don't be making He was a daddy for real. What? Like, like oh, that's he a daddy. Joe that's Jackson, a, like. a black man right there. Yeah, like, <laughs> sit down, you. Right. Yeah, we'll be done in a minute, blanket. Like, right. Like, so you saw like a real. I saw like a different side of. I'm like, okay, he ain't. He about like he really. Yeah, he really about that life. Yeah, but I'm like, but I get it. He's a kid. Like you know, not to say yeah, you know the allegations. I get it, but I just yeah. I'm just saying my personal thing was like, I just saw him how he was as with his son. It wasn't like all that stuff wasn't just play. Like he really loved his kids, right? So it does. That's a but thing. it was a part of an experience I will never forget. I can't forget. No, that's like that's some. That was one of them stories I'd be volunteering. Yeah, you know, uh, that's crazy. I met a lot of people and I shook a lot of hands, but I'm like, that's the most valuable one. Other than I mean Prince also, but I know was, I was working with Prince, but it was like I got a chance. I don't have a picture of me and Prince, which is crazy. I was working at Warner Brothers and I'm like, I could have had. Like, when I met Prince, we was all, this is when he was coming off the slave, from okay, the slave. Right, so uh-huh. we were about to put out another album to Warner Brothers, 95. And, and he comes in the building to meet the new black music department. Okay. So everybody, we're in a big ass conference room. So Prince is sitting there looking like Prince in the conference room. Like, oh. <laughs> looking like Prince. You know, when I say looking like Prince, <laughs> looking like Prince. Right. 
And so everybody's introducing themselves. Well, you know, my name is so-and-so and I'm in this department, blah, blah, blah. Get to me. I'm Fuzzy, co-rap national for the crap, uh, for the rap, uh, rap department. He says, hold on, your name is Fuzzy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, my name's I'm like, your name is Prince. <laughs> Why you playing? And he starts laughing. I'm like, nigga, don't come at me because my name is, Fuzzy. everybody call me Fuzzy. Everybody call you Prince. Right. Bruh. Bruh. So I looked at him like, oh, okay. I know you ain't. He's a huh, fuzzy. I'm like, oh, bro. I'm like, like, what? I'm like the one what? time you. So he's, he's la- he laughed at it. Like, it was cool then. We did something at Glance. I took pictures with him. I don't know where these doggone pictures at. Like, you know, you had a photographer there. Oh, I don't know yeah. where. Yeah, you'd be like, somebody got them pictures somewhere. What? Uh, yeah, you so got yeah. a bunch of pictures. I'm yeah, sure. I don't have. I, I, that's, I regret not following up and trying to get the picture with Prince. But, you know, it was a time in the 90s where. It wasn't not cool. It wasn't cool to take pictures with people and stuff. I, that's why I'm saying I would I would have missed the opportunity because I'd have been like, okay, yeah. so I don't want to be that person. Never want people to feel weird. All of that stuff. So yeah, yeah no. I um. Well, let me just say this. I appreciate you so much for giving me all your stories. I'm telling you, this is. Hopefully, talk too much. No, no, no. Listen, I could go because I'm sitting here thinking I could go on and on. Like I'm gonna make this a one part one and part two. Because no, I it's just, it's just love like I said, the stories. Just, my my thing was it's just everything involved for me. Like I did 20 years of radio with, with Big Boy uh, at Power 106. Then I got a call. Me and Dr. Dre, not, not name drop, but Dr. Dre called on some like, what you doing? Let's go to Lake Game. And, and he's like, I'm working on something like on the stream, like streaming's gonna come big. I'm working on a streaming, music streaming thing with beat. He already had beats cracking. He's I'm gonna do beats music. You want to be involved with? It. You should be. You know, I'm looking for people that I trust. I know music. I said I'll do it. But he was so respectful of me and Big Boy's relationship. Didn't think I can. You know, was I was ready to step away from radio. I'm like, I need to bet on myself. Like, it's an opportunity once in a lifetime. Right. And that's how I end up leaving radio one and going to work with Dr. Dre. But it was because of the relationship. It's I would call. I would call Dre. I would just call Dre just to check in, tap in. Like, what's up? You good? All right, hang up. Right. But people know. People know when it's authentic, and they know that. When it's like, so no, he really calling to check in. Like, he ain't calling. Yeah, to ask I ain't want that. no money from you. He, ain't or calling, he just calling. Just, like, this is. And it been times where I was I was around some good situations where I was just able to be around. You know, I have, I have folks that would, that would connect with me to be like. Dre's doing something the night pull up or he's doing something at the house pull up and that and just have a relationship going. So <laughs> this is this is Tony Estes, this is Mark Byers. Hi, this is our GM from Motown. Nice to meet you, nice to meet you. You need to do you should do him you should record you should get an interview with him next. Oh dope. Yeah. Let's make that happen. But like Okay. Like you okay. got a great story. Oh great story. yes, don't do the joke. I'll connect you. Yes. So I want to pop in here really quick to just show you a real example of how things just happen and the story unfolds as it unfolds. So I'm, you know, doing the interview or having this conversation with Fuzzy. He's giving me these great stories. And he introduces me to the freaking general manager of Motown Records. Now, how crazy is that? It's not something I was expecting. It's not something that was even on my radar, but... He's like, oh, you need to interview him next. And Mark is like, cool, I'm with it. And it's just it's just amazing. It just shows how, you know, you just walk it out and the story happens as it happens. So, yeah. Anyway, back to our conversation. But um, like I said, with this Dre, I was, I was always fortunate to have people on his team. Like when he had like functions at the house or out, 
they just being cool. And you know what else too that I that I want young people to hear. I say young people like I'm 75, but I want new kids to hear from your interview is like old people say it's more than one way to skin a cat. You can be in the game without being a rapper. Everybody is not gonna be able to be a rapper. Everybody's not gonna be in Everybody front of the camera. Everybody ain't meant to be in front of the microphone. Everybody or in front is of the not. You know what I'm saying? But, but you got to be passionate about what you want to do. Yes, and, and you can be that because I think. Like anything else, I think they see that part and see how people deal with the people that are in front of the camera, and they think, okay, that's what I want. I want that. But it's really like you can get this. It's more than one way to. It's more than one. This, but I think everybody sees was the Instagram fame. I think everybody sees the it's it's a fast track. I think they're, they they see oh so and so can do it by just doing being silly or just saying like I can do it too. Right. It's like it's so it's different. You got to respect the different, but you, but I, you don't have to be that though. Yeah. I think, but you have to, you have to look at other stuff. Be I love that when people say they want to be a producer. Okay, cool. They want to be still a musician. Like there's other things other than, and it's nothing. You can make good money at it. You can That's make a I'm good saying. living. You can make a real good living. And, and travel the world and see things and get out your neighborhood like. That's the thing. Get out your name. Like, get out your own way. Like, get out your, get out your own, own way. way. Get out your own way. That's dope. But you gotta, <clears throat> but you gotta be around like-minded people too. Do. Broke people gonna hang with broke people. Because rich people being around rich people, people, when broke people, hang, it make them uncomfortable. Yeah. And vice versa, because it's like because. Like imagine we, how I felt being around Dr. Dre. Like we we used to work out every morning. Like he was like, "Fuzz, you gotta get this weight off you. I want you to look good." So he like we starting off our day every morning we working out. So I lost a hundred pounds working out with Dre, and working out with Dre and working with Dre. That time spent with Dre, time like priceless. About history I learned, or just being around influential people, or to see how somebody that creative think or they work. Like it's a different mindset how they think. It's, it's, it's like oh they got to eat because they got money. Like nah 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 nah. Right. It's I it's I hear what you're saying, but it's not they really think different. They, they want that's why they have the money. Yeah, they think they want they think bigger. Bigger. And he used to always push me like, nah, I did that. What's what, think nah fuzz, that ain't it. Like And you be thinking, I ain't got nothing else. I didn't give you everything but But he wasn't you like, like Yeah. Like he's pushing you. That's dope. And so you guys just like I'm like, okay, now I see why you're successful. I see why you're around you and Jimmy Iveen make a great team. Yes. Like I seen it. I, I seen yes. the one two punch with them. I'm like, yes. you gotta respect that. Yeah. Gotta yeah, respect that. You got that. to. And you and, and and you do have to be around have to be uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. Because, Isn't it wrong feeling uncomfortable? No, I heard I think it's DL was saying comfort it it, it kills you get in the comfort zone. Yeah, you get in the comfort zone and it kills dreams, it kills Yeah. Like Who Move My Cheese is a good Book yeah, I've never read. I have that book, and I'm. But, Who my cheese is a good like. Yes, it tells you about being in your comfort zone yep. and getting out, get out your way. Like, yeah, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's it okay is. to push yourself. You have to. Yeah, you have to. But that's why you know dating Ricky, <laughs> who's on the podcast earlier. Yes. Like, I think we we like minded on thinking of the same forward thinking. Like, I remember exactly. had. Oh, I can't say. Well, I remember. Um, one relationship I had, okay. somebody told me what I did wasn't real work. Oh, I'm like I'm making six figures. I'm making more than what your parents made. Like, what are you right. talking about? Right, and they about? went to college and got yeah. I didn't like you 
I'm just this is me doing me like what I don't do because I'm not out nine to five and sledgehammer or already got those steel toe boots right so that's I'm like this is you with me like this is what you think that's real work yes yes because I'm having fun but I'm really like you're doing too much laughing for that to be a real job like (laughs) what yeah man like I'm like how dare you say that oh my god but I'm like it's work what like what I do somebody can't do like I you know how to cook I don't know how to cook right like that's a a chef is a real job yeah, a they, real job. And people really enjoy cooking right I envy that I'm like dang I look dull right like a, a sushi chef like they oh, getting it like <laughs> yeah I'm like I, I, every time I go I'm like you don't ever cut your fingertips like <laughs> slicing that <laughs> slicing yeah. I'm like dang yeah. how many times you gonna slice that little thin slice <laughs> a piece of Fish. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I look at them like, that's dope. Like, it's art to yes, that. Art. Even it people is. that draw, like, it's art to that. It is. What I do is art. To art. That. It's art to that. Communicate. Like, somebody told me up there, like, it's not like everybody can't communicate with people or artists like the way you do. I'm like, I said, how do you it's think that's like, like fuzzy? Though. Like, what you do is really a unique thing. I'm like, it is. Because you have both sides of it. Yeah, so I, I, I get them like, I just want to, I just treat people like, how would want to be treated if I was in that position or right be but, cool just be cool with people I, can, I don't know if I keep saying to be cool but I'm like Warren like me and Warren Campbell got a great relationship just being cool yes yeah you know I saying? mean just you being, just the, the fact that you know the business side but yet you can communicate with artists because artists you know sometimes I think my husband just be looking at me like oh, babe I, that's, I just artists y'all think on a whole y'all vibrate on a whole different level first yeah. of all as creatives, I just figured this out though recently. Did yeah, I, as I, creatives, I, y'all y'all look at things totally different. Completely then. different. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, y'all and just. Johnny's like, what? You know, like he. Like when you get around another songwriter, y'all talk on a different. It's not like, like Ewok talk to me. Like, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> right, right. Like I, I, I've seen Pharrell and Dr. Dre. I like the way they describe music. I'm like, that's it's like poetry and how they work in the studio. I'm like, yes. I'm really intrigued by that. But I'm more intrigued about making it happen, making it crack. See, that's what I'm saying. And so for me, I'm learning a lot about myself. I've always been a kid that if you tell me a story, I'm going to say, okay, hold on. Which color shirt do you have on? Oh, you want the details? Like, you want what the details? Did they get? I like. Like, give me the whole story so I can picture everything. I want to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to know how you got here. Not Because, you know, people like, I was talking to Google. You know how people's like, oh, yeah, I just went through a lot. What does that mean, though? Because going yeah. through a lot can mean, was you homeless? Yeah. Did you get beat up? Which, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does that mean? And I want to know because those things inspire me. So when I go through, like, little rough stuff, I'll refer back to, I mean, Ricky. Ricky is. I'm telling you, I told her this several times and it sounds like I'm making it up. We had a conversation several months ago now, maybe last year sometime, and she said some stuff that changed my life. Yeah, like literally, like just the way I out, think. Threw, threw it out there, Jim, like take that. Just she drew, I was dropping, I was like, man, that's a seven, eight. I was just catching Pick all, all over the place, but it, but it, but it. But it you changed. never know, like I said, that one conversation can pivot somebody's whole life. Whole life. And it did. Like the dude, like single handedly, the dude that took time out to tell me about what a sound man does changed my life. Yeah. And yep. he don't know it. And I'm gonna wish I knew who this dude was. Yeah. Because I feel like I need to write him a couple of thousand dollar check just something. Right. Sort. And he don't even know. Don't even know. I, I wish I would have known. Like I knew that the concert was Robert Palmer or Robert Plant. It was Robert Plant concert. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who the sound man was. 
I don't even know if he, he was. He's still the, alive, even. He yeah, might be. Yeah, whatever. But that's just, yeah, that's insane. But that's why I kind of like, when people ask me stuff, I kind of like, I want to take the same energy and, and listen and talk and, and, and whatever. Like, I really pride myself on being able to connect the dots on people. Connect, connect. Just like, oh, you, you into this? Tony, you like this? Oh, you like, well, Yacht Club First Club? Okay, I know who, who makes that. Let me hook See? you up. Let me make. Let me, let me hook you up over there. Like yeah. what? I like this. I like it. Like, yeah. Nah, I got the hookup. See, that's what I'm saying. It is. It's, I'm, I, so I, I just, I appreciate that you are willing to share because some people hoard information. I'm not yeah. an information hoarder. I'm like, yeah. let me tell. Okay, I know they be like, I don't, I don't want it all. Yeah, but like, just, but if I tell you what you gonna do with it though? Yeah, because you know what I talk. I tell people all the time. Listen. You could give the whole world a cure for cancer. It's still only going to be a minuscule amount that actually do what you tell them to do to cure the cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people just, I mean, because there's certain pieces like, well, I don't want to do that. It sounds like a good idea in theory. But for me, I can tell you everything I did, but you're never going to be able to beat me being me. So it's all good. Nah. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like do it. It's fine. Not, and I'm not saying it in a cocky way at all. It's like I just, I am who I am and nobody can beat me being a, like a, you know. Second version of me, just do you like when do I you. This, and I'm you gonna be able to do you way better than I'm gonna be able to do, do you. And that's get like and you get out your own that. way. You've mastered that. So yeah. thank you, Fuzzy. I appreciate it. So uh, I hope y'all enjoyed it. We're gonna probably split this into because I can't leave none of this out. So see y'all next podcast. Bye. <laughs>